0: Hey everyone, I'm Israel Fair, and you're listening to Bring Your A-Game, the Yahoo Canada Sports Podcast. So welcome back to Bring Your A-Game. We are here with Dr. Wilbur Kelsick, also known as Uncle Wilbur to me. Um, He played a pivotal role in my life, which I'll get to in a little bit. But his resume is, he's a doctor of chiropractor, he's been on the Canadian national team, and Olympic teams for the for nine Olympic Games. What? You're old.
1: Man and God. uh
0: <laughs> um, he's a published author, lecturer. He was a chiropractor for the Grizzlies, so he dabbed into NBA for a little bit. He has his own practice called Match Fit Movement Institute. Um, he's ran multiple programs teach me to run with gold Olympic medalist Robert Esme. He has a book on fascia. You've done a lot of things, but let's go back to nine Olympic games. Like I look at you, and you're still my uncle over from from back in the day. Like, what 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 made you get into this?
2: Well, I I think I think this started um, from the whole desire to contribute back to society, and I mean, how else was I going to give back to? Canada and all the great things Canada has done for me. Is coming as an immigrant here, as a poor student with nothing, <laughs> and and uh, putting the philosophy that my my parents taught me—that you just you work very hard and try to be honest and uh, be forthright and dedicated and devoted to what you do—and um, I you know, started practice and I wanted to give back something and I, I think uh I think being involved with athletes was a passion for me. I I, I always loved sport. I was never the Olympic athlete or, you know, <laughs> the slowest guy running. I was never a big runner or you know I think my my technique for most sports sucked. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I love movement and I love body movement and I think when I was deciding to have a a specialty in practice, I think at orthopedics, sports medicine, it mm-hmm. hmm, sounded exciting. And I had a professor, actually, who was very good and very good practitioner, very excited, very involved, very embodied. In and this. how did he
0: change? Well, I, I, I just love the you. way
2: he presented his work, and I love the way he, he talked about Managing athletes and and it sounds very exciting to me. And I says, "Wow, that sounds like an interesting postgraduate um, <laughs> field." So <laughs> so I explored it, and, and, and you know, so I, I, that's that's what I chose, and 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 I, it gave me that that avenue. I went on to do my, my residency in sports medicine and rehab medicine, and then that gave me my my avenue to sort of go and help athletes.
0: So let's get to the nitty-gritty of it, because for me, like, I know you as Uncle Wilbur, and, and we both are from the small island of Dominica, not to be confused with the Dominican Republic. Uh, oh, yes. yes. No, nope, we can't mix that up, and then yeah. move to Canada. But uh, you played a pivotal role in my life, not only as an uncle, Because just for you guys, so you you guys could know that uh, my family, we we grew up in Dominique and we were very comfortable. My dad decided, my parents decided to move to Canada to give us more opportunity. And Uncle Wilbur gave up his one bedroom apartment to our family uh, so we could live in there until we found a place to live. So imagine me at eight years old going from a very, very comfortable life in the Caribbean to a one bedroom apartment, which which I didn't like. But you almost started the foundation for us. So I know you as that uncle. But then let's fast forward in 2008, Olympic Games in Beijing. I'm walking through the village in our outfits that I would say at the time were the most interesting outfits. If you guys get a chance to Google the Olympic team outfits for Beijing, go ahead and have a look. People enjoyed a couple jokes with us. And I bump into you.
1: Yeah. And
0: I'm like, what are you doing here? And you just happen to be this well-known chiropractic doctor who's who's shared some incredible moments with athletes because for those of you don't know when when the when when as an athlete your time with your doctor your chiropractic doctor or your your physiotherapist is very intimate because it's like you get us at the best of our times and at the worst of our times that's right so olympic games 2008 that was a, a a turning point for one of the athletes very close to you um, do you want to tap into that because we talked about this before and it blew my mind just the intimacy. And I say intimacy because, you know, an athlete's on the table and they're going through their hardest moment and you're treating them.
2: Yes. Well, I mean, you talking about Perdita, right? I'm talking about Perdita. Yes.
0: Perdita, do you want to say a full name?
2: Yes, Perdita. Well, you know, yes, um, because uh, Perdita was supposed to be in Beijing. And, and she, didn't, uh, she didn't she didn't get to Beijing because she was injured mm-hmm. and had to pull out of the game and that, that was a very tough decision, mm-hmm. a very, very tough decision for, for us to make very emotional decision, because the team around her at the time, we had to come up with a plan as to can we be ready for Beijing mm-hmm. and, and if we can be ready. What's the time frame, and you know how are we going to do this? And I remember making the decision right here in British Columbia, where where we we were, we had we drove to the waterfront, uh, or close to my practice on the ocean, and sat down and talked about it. And uh, and I, it was a very emotional time for her. Um, she was very practical about it, which she is. Um, but for myself, as part of a team and as someone who was leading, sort of. The medical aspect of her care in terms of therapy, and with, with very good help from people like Dr. McCormick, who was instrumental you know, in really um, helping us navigate our way through this injury, and, and people like Alan Veneck, Dr. Alan Veneck at the time. We were able to make a, a very good decision, I think, when we look at it in the past, in the, in the hands but what break.
0: that moment? Because you again, you get to see these athletes raw. Can you tell people like what what that moment's like? I mean, you you've worked with them for years, and this is their goal, and this is their dream. And
2: the moment, I'll... the moment is raw. <laughs> I mean, the moment really is is like a family you know, situation that has happened. It's like a, it's a disaster. Something has happened. Something terrible is happening in your family. And you have to, you have to pull yourself together. You you all can't crash. There has to be some leadership. You know, I i couldn't be the one. I was very sad, but I had to show leadership. I had to show some stability and some strength and, and be able to navigate and help, help her navigate herself through this, through this crisis. Mm-hmm. And... uh so, for me, I had to pull my senses together, and I had to take a leadership role and I had to
0: but even take, though in the sense you're broken at the time, oh, I'm
2: broken, yes, It's like a parent, you know you you're broken, but you can't you can't you can't fall down because yes. then then she has no help mm-hmm. I mean she needs the support, she needs somebody strong with her, she needs somebody to to help her um you know. Navigate herself through this process of making this big decision of not going through to, in, to the Olympics based on what happened in 2004. Right? Yeah, I mean, so and this was our, our not another chance. Yeah, okay, and we were ready. We were we were we were on target for this. So I had to be very um, strong. I had to be. I had to show some very good leadership skills, and I had to be the one sort of, this is my shoulder. Yeah. She, she could cry on my shoulder. She was with me at the time. And, I, and she needed to be here with me so that we could help and we could make sort of make, yeah. make, the, make the decision. I mean, I go
0: back, so, back to, I mean, Perdita for me is one of my Olympic heroes um, because I go back to, and for those of you who don't know, Perdita was the hurdler who had had arguably the best season and was a heavy favorite to win gold and you know again your perspective is just different because she had one of the most difficult turnings i mean she we talked about it was a matter of inches not even inches where she tripped over the hurdle but coming back you're the one whose table she comes on and what is that moment like you you want to what do you say what do you do because i know for me personally when i went through a tough injury I came to you and, and, and you you just have this ability to keep things in perspective and make make a horrible situation okay
2: well, I mean as a practitioner and you know um, you know you learn from experience and we all make our mistakes i think I think what I try to do with the athletes is to get the athletes comfortable and to give them the facts and at the same time i i I like to. To be honest with athletes, I don't want to tell them that you know this is going to be oh you're going to be fine and we're going to do this and we're going to do this and for damn shit, I know that's not going to happen. Yeah, I I, I try to be as honest did as possible. Did you just swear? Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> it it's happens. okay. He's it's okay for radio. Yeah, I right. know. it's fine. We it's fine. Leave it up. Okay, no, no, you have to be very honest with the athletes, and you have to have the fact. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the way, we, the way I practice and what I've learned from my mentors, people like Jack Tunton, McCormick, you know, Alan Vanek, Linda Thayer, you know, so many people have helped me in my career, um, is that you need to come up, you need to know what's going on rather than shooting blanks, mm-hmm. right? You need to have a proper diagnosis, a proper, at least a clinical impression of what is it that you're dealing with
1: mm-hmm.
2: and this and that and you have to go, you may have to go outside and get help, I have to go and use other resources and use the experts of other people mm-hmm. but we need to have at least a very good understanding of what's going on, what's the condition, what is it that we're dealing with and based on that we can then make a plan we can then go to the athlete and say okay this is what's happening this is the information, this is a scientific uh, references or but w- all, all that stuff. goes
0: out the yes. door when somebody has experienced the worst moment because I know there's no plan when I go back again to that moment and I'm just intrigued by this moment because for me I watched that happen and and at my heart broke for her so you're you're her go to you're I mean like you said it's almost like you have two more daughters Perdita yeah. and myself but yeah. so forget all that that moment what was that moment like.
2: Well as I said, it's a, it's just a very sad moment. But I but I knew I had to give her the information that I used to make the this to, to make the recommendation and to so that she could make an informed decision. But about, she, she'd she'd fought
0: one. She'd tripped. Yeah.
2: The pressures
0: of Canada on her yeah. personally, she's yeah. feeling broken.
2: Yeah. Well I mean it 's an emotional moment, but you have to just be there as an observer. you have to be silent at times you don 't have to say a lot at times you have to listen you have to observe body language. what is the need you have to sometimes have you ever back.
0: have you ever yes. cried with the athletes
2: oh yes oh yes i, I remember I remember a situation. With an athlete back in Bulgaria in the wrestling thing, and yes, it was the the tears were because of the courage of the athlete. Tell us I, more. I, it's well, we we were in a situation that um, this athlete was got hurt. What athlete was uh, it? It's a wrestler, and um, got hurt, and we had to qualify the spot for the wrestling for the Olympics and the athletes had to fight. And this, this sort the of wrestler, the, the, the competitor was very tough, very tough. And, you know, in wrestling, there's a lot of, you know, sometimes you get cheated sometimes, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, just the refereeing. You know, yeah. So, so anyways, he had to fight for that. He had to fight really hard and he, he put up a fight and he, he was so competitive. I, it brought tears to my eyes because I I didn't know how he was going to do it because the, he had a... he what was, was injured. His injury? What well, was I don't his... I don't want to talk about it. But okay. the injury was I think substantial enough that I I I wasn't sure whether he was going to make it because we had passion up to get him through that. Mm-hmm. Whether he was going to be able to sustain the pain and and be able to get through you know to to get through that that that, that round you know and he and he did it. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I said, wow, that's a warrior,
1: mm-hmm. and, that's,
2: and that's, that's the caliber of, not to put himself in danger per se, mm-hmm. but I knew it was not easy, and the pain was there, and he, they are, we never put an athlete in danger, we're right? mm-hmm. not putting them in danger, but you know, sometimes you have, it's uncomfortable, yeah. you know, and um, to be able to do that, and to be able to have won the spot and qualify, that was very emotional for me, because I said, Wow. Yeah. this is this is a true this is this is true olympian right? yeah this is it yeah. this is this is this is courage this is the this is where you put everything on the line and um if you can do that here you can do that it's, well it's no different than in the world. world
0: speaking of line let's go back to 2012 you're you're heavily a part of the track team and four by 100 meter final um i remember being in the stadium and again just so many emotions and do you want to talk about your role a little bit with that team and and then yeah you are yeah.
2: well i yes i i i the, the four by one team yes i've i've been around that team for a long time as as part of the medical um advisor and sort of the one who sort of traveled with the team not all the time, but most of the time, and I, I with Glenroy Gilbert, who was the coach, um, uh, when he retired as an athlete, he became a coach, and then I was sort of the go-to person for the medical, making, helping making decisions as to who goes where, do what with the four by one team, and and Glenroy and myself worked together since, I think, our first competition was uh, together, when he became a coach, right? I think in 2002 in Manchester. Mm-hmm. And we've been working <laughs> together since, you know, every game yeah. since then, Commonwealth Games, yeah. World Championships. Yeah. And we've had our ups and downs. You know, we've dropped the Martins, we've qualified. Yeah. We struggled. And we got better, and we stuck through it. We, we were a very good team because the, some of the leadership, the athletes on the team were very, very strong. Yeah. And they, they, you know, we, we got to London. And things are gelling. Mm-hmm. Things are coming together. Years of work. Years of work. Years of mistakes. You know the 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 the, the, the bio. You know and again, we're a team again. It's not just me. It's, yeah. the player, it's the coach. It's the it's the biomechanics staff. Mm-hmm. You know and the other coaches that help. But I mean, we were a team, and we got to London, and we we have we are feeling. It's the even, time. It's the time. All this failure for oh, this success. Yes. 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 And we. We were pretty solid. You know, the, the, Gerald Connaughton one of the team members who was more or less the leader. He was very focused and everything, you know. And, yeah, <laughs> we, we had a, I was, you know, when the race happened, I was like.
0: Take us through the race in your mind. Well,
2: you know, we, we put people in different parts in the stadium, you know, to look at exchanges and stuff. So I was at the certain end of the stadium, you know, uh, looking at, you know, Where the exchanges are going Mm -hmm. and stuff, and everything looked fine. I I did not see anything else. I did not see any stepping on the line or anything. I just Mm -hmm. see the exchanges, and our exchanges were. So from the start, from from the start, start, it looked good. Great start. Yes, I mean, a little hiccup some places, but it was perfect. Perfect. Is that what we've been practicing? We nailed this one Mm -hmm. really good. Mm -hmm. The guys were excellent. Yes, and. So they were waiting, you know, says, okay, wow, yeah, I think we did it. And I was ex- I was excited. I says. But then something always says, for me, I always have this thing. I says, wait a minute. Okay, it's something, you're not showing something. <laughs> so I guess it's <laughs> yeah. I I mm, something happened. Something happened. Did we run out of the zone? Did somebody run out of the zone? Something happened. So I started, oh, man. And I'm sitting in the stands. I'm just like, okay, this does not look good. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm waiting, and then you know, the phone, and then, and then, yeah, and this this happened, and, and that was devastating for the team. That was so hard, on now, because these guys worked so hard, and was such a minor mistake, and these things happened, That's the really, yeah, that sport.
0: And had he ever stepped on the line yeah. before? Because no. you were explaining to me that he was the leader. He, he was the, the one no, do is. an extra, and he was
2: he was he was awesome. He that guy. Was so focused. He was. He had such. He he displayed such a good leadership role building up to the Olympics and getting the guys together. Because the the, the 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 really is a it's about teamwork. It's mm-hmm. like a family. If you're mm-hmm. not together, man, you're gonna mess up. Yeah. <laughs> right. So he he worked so hard, and everybody did worked very hard and gelling the team and putting it together. And we were very proud of him. And and. And for that to happen, and, and to him as a leader, that was devastating.
0: What did you say to him after
2: the first word? I told him he did his best. I, I met him actually that night and he was walking in the village around two o'clock in the morning or something. I, I just hugged him and said, man, you did your best. It's just okay. Yeah. It's okay. You, we, knew, we knew you have the capacity. We knew that we, we, were, we are competitive. Because we went out and proved it in, in uh, a year later, in, in, a year later yeah. in, in, uh, in Moscow. Yeah. Right? So we, we knew we were competitive and we knew we were doing the right things and we were prepared. We, we, you know, the years before we made our own mistakes, and we learned from that. We mm-hmm. learned and we worked very hard for that. And, and, you know, it was sad for the guys. But this is something I try to tell athletes, you know, there's nothing guaranteed in sports. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Nothing is guaranteed. And I know as, as, a, as a, I'm the most nervous person <laughs> looking at you compete and anybody competes. Yeah. I'm the most nervous person. I don't even watch. I have these ritual things. I don't even watch it sometimes. Okay? I remember the coach, you know, <laughs> pretty just coaching. Okay? So, you know, he is, Gary is, you know, he's such a, he is such a good guy. You know, such a good coach. You know, I, I learned so much from him. But, you know, he can watch things and he can look. But I'm always like on a reserve and says, it's never done. I have no predictions until it's done (laughs) and it's reviewed and nobody stepped over the line. I have no predictions. I don't go in there saying, I know that we can perform. Mm -hmm. I I want to tell you to my athletes, it's about performance. You go in and you do the best that you're trained to do. It's not about winning. There's nothing about you're going to win a medal or nothing. There's no guarantee about that. I just want you to go and execute what you've learned. Mm-hmm. That's it. So I don't go in there and say, oh, yeah, we're going to win a medal. Oh, yeah, we're going to... No, that's, not my, that's never been my attitude. Mm-hmm. And, and, and for that reason, I'm nervous about it. I know <laughs> we can perform. I know we have the capacity, but... What happened on that what day? What happens on that day is what happens
0: on that day. So winter and summer Olympics, you've done both. Apart from the temperature, <laughs> what's the difference in the athletes or even the environment?
2: Well, I think, I think, well, an athlete, any athlete at that level, they work very hard. So I, I, I don't think there's much that difference really, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, the elements in winter, <laughs> they have to battle more elements. Because mm-hmm. I worked with Bob Slayer, right? Yeah. And, um, the Jamaican team? <laughs> I, I have helped the Jamaican team many times. My uncle was the manager, remember? Yes. On mom's side. Yes. Yeah. I have helped the Jamaican teams many times um, over the years, um, back in the day. Um, but um, the athletes are—they're basically at that level. Athletes are very committed, very mm-hmm. dedicated. Uh, the winter athletes, obviously, it's something about Yes, you have different elements. You're not just eighty <laughs> degree weather and stuff. But I think in terms of attitude, I think in terms of the amount of work you have to do, I think in terms of the dedication, the meticulousness, and the consistency of training and 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 and, pre- and preparation, it's basically the same. I I don't see much difference really.
0: So you've so. consistently worked at this level at with the like high performance athletes. What's some? What's what's one thing you at this point in your life have learned from working with athletes at that level that you take into your life every day?
2: Well, I think, I think one of the things that's uh, – there are a few, but I think the fact that, you, number one, is that you take nothing for granted. Yeah. <laughs> you take nothing for granted. And, and also the fact that when you see the, that nothing, nothing comes – without putting in the work. Mm -hmm. You cannot get away by taking shortcuts. Mm -hmm. And I I use that in my personal life in terms of work I do with the way I work with my clients and with patients. Mm -hmm. I don't take shortcuts. And it takes time and patience. And I think of all of these three things or four things I mentioned, I think patience is the most important you have to be patient. Who's pa- What? What is that? <laughs> you have to be patient. I remember I used to tell Pretty that she has to, she's like three Ps, you know, P-P, P-P patience Pretty, <laughs> with purpose. <laughs> <laughs> patience with purpose. Yeah, purpose, patience with purpose. Patience with purpose is one of the most, I think, iconic sort of character that an athlete needs to have. That you're on purpose, you have this drive, this, this sort of fire in your belly. Mm-hmm. But you have to be patient. And it doesn't, it's not an overnight stuff. I mean, patience is you have to put the work in. You have to be, And that's why people get into drugs and all that kind of stuff, because they want quick fixes. Yeah. They want things quick. Even when you have an injury, people go back too quickly because they're not patient. Mm-hmm. And they're not listening to their body. And stuff like that, and I think I think I think that's what I've learned, and I think in practice for me too is to try and convince my clients and my athletes and says, okay, we can we we, we know we can fix this, we can help this problem, mm-hmm. but this is this is the thing, mm-hmm. it's going to take time. We have to do these things, we have to follow these protocols, we have to do. this And stuff. most and athletes patient. don't have patience. They don't have patience. <laughs> We they, and there's competition coming. Yeah, and they, it's so performance, there's, there's pressure. Performance, there's pressure. So yeah, so we have to work with what we have. But patience sometimes is good because sometimes you know what, staying out of a competition or not training for two days is is a better thing. And you get more to the, yeah. than trying to train for the day. Before, you know, trying to train too early, and then you're out for another two weeks or four weeks. It's so, a
0: complete mental shift, though.
2: Yeah. Well, it is. A, it's a way of thinking. Yeah. It's a. It's that's why I say that's why I use the word purpose. Mm-hmm. Like if you have purpose, you know, you're gonna be very meticulous as the way you orchestrate your life and the way you orchestrate your, your. Your machinery to mm-hmm. get you to where you want to get yes. this is not this is not selling just selling shoes man this yes. is serious business <laughs> and the, the, the people if you look at champions, some people get lucky, but if you meticulously look at champions it's it's, it's, a, it's a it's an orchestrated Orbish, yeah. okay you you have to yeah you have to do that and as a practitioner that's how I come into the sport and that's why when I work with athletes i I try to envision that process, so and see how can I orchestrate and how can I help it? My role is to facilitate that mm-hmm. My role is not just get glory and you know i want no my role is to facilitate i work with anybody i do you know my role is to facilitate that athlete to achieve the that whatever the the their the, the aspirations are and 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 I have to use these techniques to to be part of that facilitation, not to be a hindrance and yeah. not to put myself first. I'm not interested in that. It's the facilitator. yeah.
0: So we talked about, you talked about quick fixes. So that brings me into, I'm going to bring up a name that we talked about, Ben Johnson. And your take on that, because you, you said he was one of the best runners you'd ever seen.
2: Well, I, I think Ben was a very good runner. I mean, unfortunately, you know, the you know, these things happen. I mean, Ben Ben was running at a time when I was getting into sport, right? You know, and it was a marvel to see him run. I think he had the skill, he had the rhythm, he had the technique. He had a very good, you know, at the time, his system that he had with, with Charlie Francis worked. That system worked. Unfortunately, they got into this system that they thought that would help Make things quicker or whatever. I mean, I I, I don't know all the underlines the yes. of it, but um, and that's unfortunate. I mean, that's a very good example. I, I think I think sometimes a lot of athletes get into situations and take drugs and they don't need it.
0: Mm-hmm. And that was
2: one of them in your opinion. I, I, I don't necessarily think that he needed it, I, yeah. I, but I mean that's my opinion. I have opinion about if you athletes I know who take drugs, they're taking some drugs that doesn't make a difference. They are such good athletes, they have such good technique because drugs do help and it, and can they, that's why they call performance enhancement right mm-hmm. they they do give you an edge, but a lot of times too, you know there's athletes who can who could do the same thing without those things mm-hmm. if they were patient patient and they had the right leadership around them and direction and the right team around them. Mm-hmm. But it's human beings. You know, we always think that we have a quicker fix. Mm-hmm. We always think we have a fast fix and that's why people change.
0: But arguably back in the day, more athletes were doing that. He just got caught. Well, of course,
2: he just got caught. All the other athletes, they were doing it, Carl Lewis, all of them. They were all, yeah. he, he, he got caught. He, 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 was, he, got, he was the scapegoat for all of them, Yeah. unfortunately. I mean he's a very decent man, mm-hmm. you know i i, I think again too that's you know, as an athlete put two hundred percent trust in their coaches you mm-hmm. know? and do, especially back then, right, and people you, you do things right they have managed, they have all that kind of stuff, and you know it's the same thing you know I was on a on a TV show talking about this drug thing right it's, athletes now have to be more aware that yes, you still have to trust. You still have to put the confidence in the people in your team around you. But you have to be self aware now. Mm -hmm. You have to be proactive and you have to know what is it that you're getting involved. You need to ask more questions. We no longer are the days that you can just say, Okay, your manager will do whatever he wants you to do. That's that's you that's nonsense. You cannot allow this to happen in this Mm -hmm. day and age. Especially with the awareness and the social media and all of this stuff right now. you, You you have no excuse. You cannot say you don't know. You can't yeah. say, Well, oh, my coach gave me this and I didn't know. Yeah. No. You you need to question and if your coach don't want you to question him about stuff, then you then he shouldn't be walk your coach. Away, yeah. You should walk away. I, I I this is this is the heightened awareness. There should be no excuse now.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, before there was no we're not saying it was right before then. But we were in a different society, right? Yeah. You know, we, we People would accept things more, and they'd give more authority to something mm-hmm. Now, no, we have. To, I think we, but the athletes, have to take the responsibility, because if the, the coaches can be self-serving, or the team members, or the doctors can be self-serving, mm-hmm. and if you as an athlete, you have to protect yourself. You have to be selfish, and I tell athletes they have to be selfish. It's all about them. Mm-hmm. Well, Obviously, I mean, you have to take yeah. your family and, and be nice. You have, you have to, to be, be a selfish. nice person. Yeah. but it's about your career. Yeah. You have a certain amount of time to do this. It's all about you. It has to work for you, not, you know, the other way around.
0: So let's go to what's your take on what's going on with Russia right now? The Russian team, IOC, all of that <laughs> stuff. Well.
2: Come on! I mean, the Russian business. We knew about that. We yeah. knew that was happening. This is not new. I don't know who thinks this is news. I, <laughs> I, I've heard about this for a long time, and I knew that was going on. You know, there's rumors. There's no smoke. You know, they all say no smoke without fire. Yeah. Okay. So I believe in that. There's no smoke without fire. There's something, and there is a. You know, it's a two-way street. You know, there is. You know. You know. The truth is always somewhere in yeah. between. But yeah. he said, "What is the Truth is in between yeah. somewhere." Um, I think I think the the Russia should be banned from the Olympics. Mm-hmm. I think it's a, they, they need to send a strong statement. Yeah, this is my memory. I think I think the IOC women is a bunch of crap. That's you know, <laughs> come on, they have evidence from the from from water from all. They they have the evidence. No, it's, just, it's just a state run program where you you know it's, you know what some athletes are going to suffer, but that's the decision based. That the, that the authorities, the people who mm-hmm. govern them, made yeah. a mistake. And if you make a mistake, who goes down? Well, everybody goes yeah. down. I'm sorry. It's just the way the, the sport is. And, and, and they, they, they need to take a very strong stand. And, I, I, you know, I, I feel unfortunate for the poor athletes who yeah. are not. That are clean. That are clean. But I don't know. I mean... How are you going? How else are you going to fix it? And it's not just Russia. I think there are other countries doing it too. And they, they, they need to send a strong statement, and they, not just sending a strong statement, but they need to do what's right. And I think what's right is that there's evidence, and they need to use that evidence to the advantage. Mm-hmm. To to have there has to be consequences to that. And you can't. I they talk about well, we want to see legally what's. I I don't know. I if think legally, it's, if they get sued, then they, they should pay the fine then, but they should do the right thing. It's important for the authentic, authenticity of the of game. the Olympics and for the games and for the yeah. athletes that are involved and for all this nonsense that's going on in, in drugs and all this people trying to, all this doping stuff over the years and people are escaping and they didn't know they did this and they thought they were taking sleeping pills. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Is,
0: <laughs> you know is, you're not taking sleeping pills. Yeah.
2: Come
0: on. so with is- so just to wrap it up I mean with all this negative talk what like there's so much positive stuff that goes on in olympic games and, and going into this olympic games if 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 there's an olympic athlete listening or a fan listening or whatnot like from your perspective like what what is what is the one thing that you would tell people to watch for like to take all the negativity out What's the positive thing that you can see, that you've seen or felt that you want people at home to know?
2: Well, I think, I think people have to know that the majority of the athletes are there are uh, hardworking, dedicated, and are passionate about what they do. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to honor them by giving them the opportunity and the benefit of the doubt and they should watch the Olympics. And should cheer for them, and should feel passionate about them because the majority of the people are honest,
1: mm-hmm.
2: right? And I don't think we can use one bad apple to kind of, a,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, sort of spoil the whole mm-hmm. show. I, I think people need to to um, yes, they they need to to watch and they need to support the good athletes because they're dedicated people out there, you know. As, I, yeah, yeah.
0: That's, I think that's the important message. Last question. What does the Olympic Games mean to you?
2: Oh, <laughs> I'm not an athlete. <laughs> yeah, but exactly,
0: but you've been to <laughs> nine.
2: <laughs> They've been or all ten, different. Um, but yeah, to you okay. personally. Yeah, I think the, 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 the Games, they, well, the Games are a show of, of humanity and coming together to compete and to share ideas and share the Olympic Games is more than just competition. Mm-hmm. To be, it's a it's a way of bringing the world together. You mm-hmm. know, the Olympic Village is maybe one of the most peaceful places. Yeah, when, it is. When you're there, um, it's such a fascinating uh, environment to be in, mm-hmm. with all the different cultures, mm-hmm. sharing of flags, sharing of different you know, foods, and music, mm-hmm. and it's, it's, it's a wonderful sort of example or, 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 or I say event which depicts what the world should really be like, yeah. you know, without mm-hmm. all the other stuff that happens, you know, all the media, all the commercial stuff, really. It's, it's 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 an exciting place to be in that village to mm-hmm. be with all these different people mm-hmm. to see everybody trying to achieve something and everybody trying to to showcase the the, the nation and the, the culture and everything. I, mm-hmm. I, I it's, it's fascinating. This is for me. This is huge. The competition is important. Yeah, but that social um, aspect uh, of humanity is is huge. I, yeah. I think I think for a movement. I mean, it's it's unfortunate that it's sometimes tainted with corruption and all of these different things. But I, I think looking beyond that, it does do a lot of good to to nations yeah. and, and to people and to the culture.
1: I Absolutely, mean, 100%. I
2: mean, I mean when, when I write or when I do my, my workshops or whatever, I mean, I, I talk about the Olympics as mm-hmm. a, as a in that format, in the form of bringing people together, you know, form of bringing people together like, you know so. well that's awesome
0: well thank you for being here today um i loved it i cannot wait to get treatment now are you gonna treat me
2: <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about my book or
0: something we'll um, talk about your book we'll make sure it's out there um thanks so much no. love this perspective
2: and no, thank you so much i you know what i i hope i was able to shed some light in terms of of, you know my involvement. I I think it's a, it's a it's an exciting part of my career. That's something I will never forget. Something I can share with my daughter and and my family and you know and you know and my parents. I you know I remember when I went to my first Olympic games. I, mm-hmm. I shared. I called them from the games and I was so thankful and so happy. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know it was very emotional for me. But it's it is for me in terms of 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 my career and stuff. It's a, it's an excellent. My involvement has been the purpose of really helping me to give back. If I can use my profession to do that, it's a, it's a good way. It's a, it's a big sacrifice, but I, I do it. I've uh, done it for years, and I, I wouldn't have it any other way. I haven't regretted any of it. It has its ups and downs. It's frustrating. Because we don't have the resources sometimes we need and you get frustrated because, but it's all about athlete focus and athlete central. I think that's one of the most important things. For the people who volunteer, we are all about, majority of us is about focusing Focusing. on the athlete. The athlete is at the center of the ring and they are the ones that we have to support and, and, and help to achieve their goals.
0: And your book is about that?
2: Well, yeah, well, the the book is about, the book is, it's more about running. I wrote the chapter on running in the book and how the new concepts of anatomy and new things we know about anatomy help you to, to, to improve your running technique and to better train for running and to help prevent injuries, I mean, which is very fascinating. It's a very fascinating time in physiology and anatomy now. That's some of the new things that we discover in you know, on tissue behavior and how to examine tissue mm-hmm. in, in terms of making diagnosis, in terms of 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 managing injuries, in terms of training. We now understand a lot of things, why things work better and, and we now can use this new knowledge to help us in, in new di- in making diagnosis and in management and in training. It's a very exciting time. And, and that's basically what, what, what I, some of the stuff I wrote about. So go get his book, Fascia. In sports and movement. In
0: sports and movement. Yeah. Uncle Wilbur, thank you. Doctor of yeah. chiropractor Wilbur on Bring your A-game. And we're going to enjoy this Olympics. So thanks for tuning in. And that's it. We out. Drop we the out. mic. Thank we out. Drop you. the mic. Boom, 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 boom.
1: All right. <laughs>